2: Welcome to Paleobites, the only podcast that has survived five mass extinctions and is enduring a sixth, you know, the one humans are causing now. The well, Anthropocene yeah, extinction. Yeah, well, it's very sad, but let's
3: make jokes! <laughs> so. Enough misery, let's make things happy!
2: Uh, my name is Matthew Dolan, and each week I, in a rotating series of guest co-hosts, talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be a dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by the uh, self-proclaimed... Space nerd. Space nerd. All around awkward, but kind of adorable for guy. Awkwardable. Oh. <laughs> Alan Brooks! Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Well, I don't know. That introduction was real interesting. Yeah, I come up with them off the cuff. I apologize. I made it. And speaking of awkward, you know. Yeah. All right, well... Uh, I like to ask our co-hosts, uh, our co co-host, my co-host. I don't know why I keep saying "our." I'm not schizophrenic, yo. <laughs> no, nope. we're not schizophrenic. We're not. We are not. <laughs> uh, I like to ask him a uh, question about prehistoric creatures at the beginning. So I'm going to ask you, uh, uh, Godzilla. We t- you like King of the Monsters? Mm-hmm. If uh, King Ghidorah is on the loose and you only have real dinosaurs to try and fight him, as many of them as you want, like not Uh-oh. you don't just one. Which dinosaur do you throw at him? Or prehistoric creature?
3: Um, if it's literal in the throwing, can I have an Argentinosaurus and hope that I hit him in the head? Just a bunch of Argentinosaurus just piling on Bury King Ghidorah. him Adora. in the giant ones. yeah. Oh. That, might,
2: that might be the only thing that would work. And even then, he would probably just use his gravity beams and just go... And just,
3: well...
2: <laughs> I'd get to find out what
3: electricity cooked uh, Argentina source
2: would sm- would smell like. How do you conduct okay, I'm no scientist, but how do you conduct electricity with gravity beams? <laughs> I don't know. The gravity beam thing
3: is in my opinion, is something that came from sort of the sillier era. Yeah,
2: I think it's called
3: gravity beams, even in the new one. But yeah, they don't really the... they don't really do gravity stuff. They just kind of shock, so Yeah. More accurately say he's a I don't know. You could almost call him a storm dragon in the new one, considering he not is... only does he breathe lightning, he also can shoot it out of his wings if he's properly charged, and he creates gigantic. Yeah, he's hurricanes. always
2: surrounded by a hurricane. That he that just from the flapping of his wings, from the
3: energy of his wing flaps alone, he generates.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, so that sounds. Good. Yeah, so I like, I want to see the next Godzilla movie. Just someone just gets like like a Argentinosaurus and like. A super fast 3D printer. It's just like C- Control V, Control V, Control V, Control V. Shiny Barry, Barry
3: the King of Terror
2: himself, In a bunch of 3D printed yet somehow alive Argentinas. <laughs> okay, oh, that'd be a great movie. Uh, we're not talking about uh, anything at all related to any of that this week, no. but we are talking about a uh, a sea scorpion. Uh, one of the biggest sea scorpions, if not the biggest sea scorpion. Um, it is called Yacolotaris. Wing of Yackel is what it means. It sounds Germanic. It's named after a guy named Otto Jekyll. Mm. And okay. I'm assuming it's pronounced Yacolotaris. It could be Jacolotaris. But think Yeah, because like Germanic words, beginning with the J, make the Y sound. You're like, Ja, Jaeger, Johan. Mm-hmm. I've never actually heard this Jesus name say it out loud, so I could be totally wrong and this is the one exception. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm going to call it uh, It was a Eurypterid, a group of extinct uh, aquatic arthropods more commonly known as sea scorpions. Not literal scorpions, they're not arachnids, but they look a lot like them and they even have the tails, although the tails don't have venom in them. Yeah, so. though it depends. Some of them have more uh, lobster-like tails too? Yeah, some of them just have more lobster-like tails. Some of them they do kind of The overhead, the the stinger that goes—it's more like a big pincer than like a because there's no venom. It just goes and then hurt. So uh, a stabby weapon. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of different species of coltarus, so it can can vary from three to a whopping nine feet long, um, uh, one to three meters long. Uh, This weight—I just have it as an estimate. uh, It's about five hundred to twelve hundred pounds. Well, don't come here if you're scared of arthropods. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, big scorpion. That swims. (laughs) That swims. Uh, Don't get in the water. It was a carnivore. Lived in the early Devonian, 411 to 406 million years ago. Uh, Location, uh, two very different places, Germany and Wyoming, USA. Huh. The world was, the continents were a lot different back then. True, true. That was Pangea period. Well, it was before Pangea. It was like, it was all kind of like... Uh, Gathered the, in the southern hemispheres, like Gondwana land. Period. Oh, okay. Uh, um, different from Gondwana. It's, it's different. It's confusing. It's, I don't know how it works. There's actually been a lot of supercontinents throughout the years. Like there's so a, the fact that we're in a, in a speckling of them now is very hmm. odd. Yeah, like even before there was multicellular life, there were supercontinents. Just hmm. which just sounds crazy to me. No life um in no life in the inland just single set of life in the ocean it, it's kind of weird it looks kind of like what it, we imagine some exoplanets to be like just I bet. terrain that's just empty and then some Bering oceans and, and then some oceans that are mostly empty except for things you can see with a microscope hmm. I wonder if bioluminescence
3: was around back then
2: that would That'd be make cool. cool make it a little, look a little bit more notable uh, although what would it be for like they probably they don't have eyes hmm I don't know. Well, I guess, the, 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 therefore, it also wouldn't be a disadvantage. Yeah. It wouldn't be, like, it would make you visible to a predator. Uh, so, anyways, uh, it was, uh, you know, German-Wyoming. It was described in 1914. Cusp of, one. Cusp of the war. Oh, boy. Yes, the Kaiser was, you know, doing bad stuff. I'm no historian. I should know more about this. I'm actually writing a book that takes place post-World War I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, no, they were doing some bad stuff. The Ottoman Empire, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, all of that. It was ready to fight. And in the midst of all that, this one guy, this one German guy, Yatol Diekel, was like, I found something! <laughs> and they're like, does it help our forces in the war? No, then we're not interested! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, pop culture says none I can find. But it's probably in Jurassic World, the game. Mm. Except, no, actually, there it is... I forget, though. It actually is... We mentioned I mentioned it later. It was technically in Walking with Monsters. Ah. But um, it's not sense. called that, so I'll talk about it here. So, yeah. Named for the man who described it, Otto Yackel. This super sea scorpion is currently the largest known arthropod of all time. Its weight even surpassing Arthropleura, which we covered in an earlier episode. Well, not you and I, but me and a friend Christine and I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so, yeah. I remember hearing from Walking with Monsters this, that Terry Gotis was the largest arthropod of all time. But it turns out the first Yagiloteras species was initially assigned to the Pterygotus genus, and then changed to a new genus in 1964 by British paleontologist Charles D. Waterston. Uh, this was well before Walking With Monsters aired, at first I was like, Oh no, the Walking With series lied to me again! This is like Lyle Pluridon all over again! But then I read that the larger species of Pterygotus, How howly, was reassigned to the Yagiloteras genus by Norwegian paleontologist O. Eric Tetley, in uh t- 2007, two years after Walking with Monsters, so they're forgiven this time. Mm. So in this in that instance, and if you use that, then yeah, it was also featured in Walking with Monsters. Yeah. Not just Jurassic World of the game. Even though everything's Jurassic World the game, I mean, it's, it's nice to Jurassic see cre- game. creatures in other things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, Yacol Terrace was an apex predator of early Devonian America. I'd never heard that word before until I Googled Me until either. I was looking up this thing that said and called that you. Early Devonian Euramerica. I like that name, though. Wow. What do you describe as Euramerica nowadays? Pennsylvanians. (laughs) They're either Dutch or from Pennsylvania. Wow. (laughs) I don't know. Those are modern Euramericans. Huh. Uh, Anyways, uh, they had highly developed compound eyes and sharp pincers, allowing it to snatch fish. Maybe even other... uh, uh, Smaller arthropods. Smaller arthropods, other other eurypterids. Um... Even though the Europterids are colloquially, colloquially known as sea scorpions, there's actually evidence that Yaglaterras lived at least partially in freshwater environments. Hmm. Uh, mainly the strata in which their fossils have been found. There are different ways they can figure out all this. The chemical compounds of okay. the rocks that they're from. Like, oh, is this freshwater? Is this, oh, it's saltwater? No, it's freshwater. You know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's... I don't know. There's not much more to say about it other than it's just a really... It's a really big... Really big sea scorpion
3: thing. Yeah. Techn- not technically a scorpion, like you said. They're yeah, but it's a really big ar- Eurypterid. A uh, really, really big, big
2: arthropod. Although I guess it's not technically confirmed to be bigger than Arthroplore. Arthropod is technically longer. Longer, but, but um, well, arthropod is kind of like a long piece of string. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's still pretty thick, too. But yeah. yeah. So it, the debate goes on which one's actually bigger. Which one's bigger. Or Like, right. heavier. Yeah, so. That this, would be what you're guessing. I this one guess was the ocean would be a better spot, be bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be. Uh yeah, yeah. was in swamps, but it did not swim. It was kind of just like lugging its big, bloated arthropod corpse all around. <laughs> it. oh, just, it's so creepy. I don't like arthropods. They're all so creepy. <laughs> all the eyes, the the weird eyes. All the, the legs. eyes, all the limbs. I preferred my creatures shell, two-eyed no and four-limbed, please. <laughs> yeah, that's you, Lyra. Hmm.
3: He does like the two by four limbed things, but yeah, yep. Big thing. I'm actually have to admit that 1,200 pounds for a sea scorpion. I've already marked that. That's
2: huge, but that's that's
3: that's approaching the size of a small car. You
2: got it. You order it at Red Lobster. You could feed a whole family. <laughs> you could. You feed a whole family. Yeah, So might be quite delicious i don't know i don't know well we will never know we will absolutely never know that'd be really funny if they brought back if like we use some in the future we have some advanced uh like engine level technology and what do we use it for we use it to bring back creatures to eat (laughs) what a waste what a
3: waste (laughs) but yeah big seeing swimming in the ocean do you think that their claw, their claws
2: could crack small arthropod shells small ones yes i don't think it could crack like there were aminoids back then, not necessarily ammonites, but they were aminoid-like creatures back then. I don't know if it cracked crack through that shell. Yeah, but... those were built pretty, pretty sturdy. I'm just thinking if it ran into
3: like one of the smaller sea scorpions, yeah, it could just go pinch
2: and, like on its just little just head. Crunch its and head.
3: Just... <laughs> tear off tear off the ta- tear off its propulsive me- propulsive method, yeah. grab it by the Maybe manipulate it, crush its head, and then crack uh, it open brutal. and feast.
2: I would love and hate to see that fight. Yeah. <laughs> sounds pretty messed up anyways yeah. alright so we're at everyone's favorite part of the show I think maybe I don't know I just like to say it is we rate the animal 1 out of 65 million for um, any reason uh, like mana dexterity sexiness it's probably not good at any of those things Oh, dexterity yeah. might not be bad if I don't know with those things. claws it's got some pretty good dexterity it could grip things well grip things crush
3: things do you um, think that this one was able to go on the land I remember in, in one documentary it showed
2: some of the sea scorpions yeah and walking on with on monsters land. it showed them on land it might have been too big, like too big, yeah. Yeah, it couldn't it would have, have to be one of the smaller moved ones. Moved its body up. I mean, yeah, never say never, but um, never say never. Life is surprising and strange, but unlikely. Yeah. Also, keep in mind that um, a lot of them were limited in size by their oxygen intake, and a lot of they don't have to worry about it as much. But in on land, there was much less oxygen back then. Oh, I guess it was early Devonian, so there would have been there, there still would have been forests, so I guess there would still be a little oxygen. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as much as as today, or and not even nearly as much as in the Carboniferous period. But yeah. it might be enough that they Speaking could. Speaking of
3: Carboniferous, I wonder if there were any were there any Sea uh, scorpion, eurypterids in that period? Or Let me check. Hold on, because <laughs> I'm thinking during that period of co- if it's if they're going arthropleura sized in the on the land where you have to constantly fight gravity to hold your body off the ground or hold your whole weight up and move it in the ocean where you are floating light <laughs> as well light is weighing almost nothing if you get your buoyancy right right then how big could they get them the oh, it does looks
2: burn. like they did last all the way to the late permian hmm. so they died out during the permian triassic extinction event so that yes they were around during the carboniferous makes me surprised that this guy was in the early late early devonian
3: thing. yeah that's you think the biggest one would be carboniferous yeah maybe we just haven't found it yet
2: maybe although maybe they're just their bodies are built better for the ocean so yeah. there might be too much competition out good land. they had
3: true they had the amph- they had the amphibians and they had the uh,
2: the other bigger were ar- more adapted the for fishes, land yeah
3: yeah which totally makes it totally messes with your Ability to work
2: work with your big heavy body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, wait, we didn't rate it. I was about to say we haven't rated. Well, we it. haven't rated yet. Yeah, I was about to, to say questions that's questions it, for week, it for this week, but it's not yet for this week. We got to rate. Uh, I'm gonna give it like a 50 million. Like it's pretty good. I don't know what it loses points for. I uh, don't just the fact Being that it's that... not. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It's it's. Never mind. I forgot. You're right. 20 million. 10 million. 5 million. 1 million. No, actually, it's still pretty cool. I'm gonna yeah. give it like a. I'm gonna give it like a 45 million. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna... I was thinking, yeah, it's about about right. It is pretty cool. It's big. Uh-huh. It was like I said, like you said, it's pretty much going to be an apex predator in its time. I'm a little less creeped out by scorpion kind of things, especially since it's in the ocean. I can avoid the ocean if I have to. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah uh, we, we don't need
2: in, to go swimming.
3: Yeah, I'm going to put it about a fifty. The beach is always nice. just
2: you know go out to the beach and then just maybe dip your little toesies in. Yeah, and and that's good because that way, if you're uh, sensitive about your body image like I am, you don't have to wear a swimsuit. You could just wear a shirt and just like are there there are sea scorpion infested waters. So if anyone asks, that's what I'll say. Like there are sea scorpions out there, and I'm not swimming. They're like, yeah, sure, sure, fat butt. <laughs> okay, I'm not that fat. Um, I'm I'm yeah. just overweight. I'm just I'm I'm pleasantly plump. <laughs> okay. All right, so that's it for this week. Uh, wait, did you read it? You said 45 million, didn't you? Yeah, no,
3: it's like 45 million. million. Okay. Or fifty-five, fifty
2: million. Is one, of the, one of them. Who knows? Who could be bothered to check? All right, that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, you can contact me at Matt, Matt d at mathedonencreator.com. And you can find me on professional social media at creator on Facebook, at mathedon64 on Twitter, and mathedon64 on Instagram. <laughs> Henry, we're recording a podcast. You were so good this episode, and then you ruined it. <sighs> All right, keep going. Okay, if uh, you can contact us, maybe get a dog capture. No, he's good. I love that dog. <laughs> love the dog. Poor timing. Yep. Um, if you're interested in writing, I have a podcast called The uh, a- Rit <laughs> Let me close the door. He'll, you'll still be able to hear it with him, though. With that, um, just letting. I, I've done this before with. And the dog has barked so you can hear it, but eh, whatever. Uh, Don't be so far away, you need to be close to the microphone, remember? Alright, alright. Okay, next episode I record with you, all. move the microphone over there so you can lounge back there. Lounge. Okay, Uh, because I get the comfy chair, you should too, you know, (laughs) okay. Um, uh, If you're interested in writing, you can listen to my other podcast, The Wits, where two twits talk about writing, me, and my good friend, and your good friend, Matt David... Uh, good guy, all around good chap. Him, good chap. Super busy, super fun. Super busy. Currently in Japan. Yeah, he'll be back soon. Uh, finally, uh, I have a book series on, Megazo- on Amazon called Megazoic, uh, available for print and Kindle. Uh, it's uh, quite. I like it's to say a fun,
3: it's a fun read. It he, is. He likes to mock some fun things, and it's full of fun uh, sci-fi affectionate... tropes. A like, a- I like a- the a- affectionate a- poking at the at, at sci-fi tropes as well as some. A little more hard elements, as well as a rather pseudo-believable idea of the past, of how dinosaurs had this great civilization but what happened
2: twice to this? and what happened to both of them exactly. Both are answered in that book my favorite sci-fi trope i like to acknowledge, i like to make fun of and that is doors yes the door one <laughs> the overly complicated sliding you know and all those doors, doors in star wars or other things where it's just like a bunch of rotating panels just opening in various directions like literally all you just need is two or even just one panel one panel or better yet
3: just put a hinge yeah it's super easy
2: practical Works, you know? Sometimes the simple methods are the best. Who needs this kind of long, extravagant, rotating panel, like different things slowly opening? It's just. (laughs) For dramatic effect. Oh, that dog just keeps barking. Oh, well. Alright, um. That's it for this week. And as I say at the end of every episode, uh, snip, 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 Whatever the dog says. He's doing his best C-Scorpion impersonation. It's not good, Henry! Bye. Bye.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands.